Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. I haven't seen you guys in quite some time. I've had a series of computer problems. Oh my God, one computer problem fixed and another computer problem and it's just been going on for some weeks. So I am back and I won't go away again. So nevertheless, um, we're going to talk about technocracy. So I'm going to keep it short today because technocracy is a problem. You guys have heard me complain oftentimes about Marxism. Technocracy is like Marxism in the fact it's authoritarian. The difference with technocracy is that they want society to be ruled by class of experts. And in many regards, the society is already in that phase right now where these, author these, these experts want to have authoritarian rule. Unfortunately, many of the quote-unquote experts in our society have Marxist leanings and are Marxist-like. Some are just full-blown Marxists. And they're being touted as the ones who should make all the decisions for our society because they are the experts, but then these same experts have Marxist leanings. The thing about it is we have, we give our consent to be governed. Other people don't have the right to govern over us. And that is the fundamental problem with technocrats is that they feel like because they are the experts that we, they can make all the decisions and we are to never question them because they are the experts. That sounds real familiar, doesn't it? And that's what we're going to talk about. I'm Christina Caramo and now it's time for some solid food. Food, where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. So technocracy. So again, technocracy is this idea that people who are experts in technical fields should make all the decisions for society. And the reason why they believe that is because oftentimes we elect these leaders and many of them make bad decisions. So that happens in all fields, right? So the goal is for people who have spent time and done serious study of a particular topic, you want to actually govern society and make the decisions. Now, in theory, it sounds nice when you say it like that, because just like if I'm going to, I need surgery, right? I, I don't need surgery, but just saying, hypothetically speaking, if a person needs surgery, right? I'm not going to go to a kindergarten teacher to, to do this, right? I want to go to someone who has spent time, who's done the study, the practice, the credentials, and then that makes me feel more comfortable with that person um, operating on me than, say, a kindergarten teacher. It's not that a kindergarten teacher is stupid. However, if I want someone to teach my child, I don't want it to be the surgeon. I want it to be the kindergarten teacher because she or he has expertise dealing with little kids, how to be patient, how to get them engaged. You get the point. So depending upon, it's not that one profession is more intelligent than the other. It's not that one person is more intelligent than the other. It's just that different disciplines require certain, certain information. So oftentimes in society, we want a series of experts ruling everything because we feel they will make the best decisions. But here comes the fatal flaw with technocracy. With these technocrats, like Dr. Fauci, he's a technocrat, they believe that they should have the sole unchallenged authority. That because they are the experts, you are to do what they say and you're not to question it. You're like a heretic. The technocrat is God. You don't question God. Dr. Fauci is God. You don't question Fauci. He knows what he's doing. What makes you think that? Because he's in a position of authority? See, science is prone to corruption just as bad as politics. It's totally on an equal playing field. Because these people still get tons of power and tons of money 
off of what they do. Look how much power Dr. Fauci has. So if Dr. Fauci says, I think it's safe for everything to be open. We don't need to wear masks. We don't need to social distance. How many millions of Americans be like, oh, well, Dr. Fauci said it, so it must be true. Dr. Fauci then says, I agree with Biden. The darkest days are ahead of us. Ah! Dr. Fauci said the darkest days are ahead of us. Ah! I'm going to play this other clip from Dr. Fauci. How funny is this? When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. Now he said masks don't work, but then he said masks do work. Which is it, Dr. Fauci? See, this is the danger of technocrats. Number one, um, he is calling for more lockdowns and stricter things, but oftentimes people who are technocrats, they are myopic because they only study one field. They just look at their field and they build these models. We saw at the beginning of the COVID situation that the models were terribly wrong, but these people want to have unfettered power to dictate your life based on those faulty models. And, and that's why in our society, we have a, a, a variety of people to come together to work to make decisions who look at all the angles. So it's like, no, we want Fauci to make all the decisions because he knows about disease. He doesn't know about economics. Clearly doesn't. He isn't thinking about the social ramifications. He's not thinking about the psychological, emotional impact. He's not thinking about any of that. He's just thinking about disease. So you want, so that's the problem with my, with technocrats is they only understand one technical area and they completely ignore the ramifications in other areas. They just look at the technical area they study at, the solution to the technical problem, and then how this, how the solution will actually do away with the problem that they're focused on fixing. They don't look at all the other problems that their solution is causing. It's just like with pharmaceutical drugs. That's why a lot of people, including myself, now I'm not going to run ba rub bay leaves on a gunshot wound. I get that. You know what I mean? However, if if for chronic disease, I avoid moderate medicine at all costs. Now, sometimes, like one thing is I sometimes struggle with migraines. And most times I'll just deal with it. But sometimes, especially if I have something to do and it gets really, really, really bad, I'm going to take some migraine, some, some like, I have like migraine pain medicine and it helps and it allows me to get through my day. But at all costs, I'm going to avoid it. Why? Because I know that causes other problems in the long term, like certain intestinal issues. So oftentimes, even the way our pharmaceutics are designed, they're designed to fix one problem with no regard to the other health problems that it causes. And so that's why you find a person on 20 pills because they take one pill to fix one problem. Then they take a pill to fix those side effects and a pill to fix those side effects. And before you know it, they're on 10 to 15 pills. And a lot of them are from all the side effects that started with the one pill to fix one problem. You feel what I mean? And so if, if, if I could draw a comparison to anything, it would be technocrats. I'll compare them to pharmaceutics. You think of somebody like Bill Gates. He's another technocrat. Check this out. We need to meet a new constraint. And that constraint has to do with CO2. CO2 is warming the planet. And the equation on CO2 is actually a, a very straightforward one. If you sum up the CO2 that gets emitted, that leads to a temperature increase. And that temperature increase leads to some very negative effects. The effects on the weather, 
Uh, perhaps worse, the indirect effects in that uh, the natural ecosystems can't adjust to these rapid changes, and so you get ecosystem collapses. Now, the exact amount of how you map from a, a certain increase in of CO2 to what temperature will be and where the positive feedbacks are, there's some uncertainty there, but not very much. And there's certainly uncertainty about how bad those effects will be, but they will be extremely bad. I asked the top scientists on this several times, do we really have to get down to near zero? Can't we just you know, cut it in half or a quarter? And the answer is that until we get near to zero, the temperature will continue to rise. And so that's, that's a big challenge. It's very different than saying you know, we're a 12-foot high truck trying to get under a 10-foot bridge and we can just sort of squeeze under. This is something that has to get to zero. Now, we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, for each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, for people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average of about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Bill Gates has openly called for population control. He's called for the use of vaccines to lower the human population by 10 to 15%. But yet we're supposed to trust the vaccine that he's championing? Folks, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up at all. If, you're, if you have a shred of logic in your brain, if you have the, the logic of a five-year-old, maybe not five, a 10-year-old, if he said, hmm, he want to lower the human population by 10 to 15%, and one of the mechanisms he wants to use is vaccines. Um, how is that exactly supposed to work? How do vaccines lower the human population? At least A, you're killing people, or B, you're sterilizing people. Those are the only two ways that that can happen. But... You got him all on CNN, and everybody's all fixed face. Oh, it's Bill Gates. Just because he made billions of dollars on computers don't mean that he's qualified to speak on health matters. And that he's already showed a, a, a penance for being a technocrat. His father was a eugenicist. His dad was a eugenicist. Bill Gates is a eugenicist. He's not going to come out and say I'm a eugenicist. He's a technocrat. He still calls for population control. And when you call for population control, of course, you're going to pick and choose which populations you want to control. Bill Gates has three kids, by the way. So I'm not interested in anybody with three kids talking about population control. Because if you truly believed in population control, you wouldn't have had kids or you would have had one. You're not going to have three. Two replaces you and your spouse. The third one is an extra. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And that's not what God commands us to do. He told us to be fruitful and multiply. 
any rate, any rate, I'm just not, a, I, I, I mean, anyway, I'm not going to go there about birth control and all that because that's not what my show is about. My point is, is that you're dealing with the outside party looking to compel other people to, to lower their population numbers. He didn't do it himself, but he's a technocrat. And, and I know best because I'm Bill Gates. I'm an expert. And that's the problem because when you question any of the orthodoxy of any expert, and first of all, who, why do we call these people experts? They call themselves experts. And then two, I, I mean, I've seen people get vac these vaccines, these COVID vaccines, and they're like, I trust the science. Do you even listen to your statement? The nature of science is inquiry. Science is never settled. Science is constantly in exploratory phase. And then constantly, it doesn't ever leave. That's the nature of science. The whole point of science is to ask questions to understand the mechanics of the world around us and how to solve the problems that we face. And you talk to scientists, they have conflicting opinions, just like in politics. Science is no different. I'm telling you, it's no different than politics. You talk to 10 people on how to fix one problem, you're going to get a different answer depending on who you ask and their particular perspective. Science is no different. You talk to one scientist, they're going to have one opinion. You talk to another scientist, they have a total opinion. You talk to some scientists, they say these lockdowns are horrible. Even Fauci in a video admitted that the masks are a problem because people keep touching them. So they, they point to one problem. Then you talk to another scientist, they'll tell you something totally different. And this is the problem. You have some scientists that are don't trust the delirium of these vaccines. The problem with these, these COVID vaccines is that, number one, typical vaccines, they studied them for at least two years. They did this for two months. And the reason why it's important to study them for a long period of time is because you have no idea of the consequences of this. There's times where how many commercials have we seen where there's a class action lawsuit because of a particular medication or medical treatment? We see them all the time because people will start with a particular medication or medical treatment and all is well. Then five, 10 years later, we've noticing all these side effects. So then you got government officials who want to turn around and make it mandatory that you can't re-enter society unless you sit here and take this experimental drug. And then on top of it all, they completely skip the animal trials. So people get all mad. They don't like medical testing on animals. But guess what? That drug that they gave your grandmother, they tested it on a rat first because they didn't want to give it to people first because we don't know what's going to happen. Now, I like animals and all too. And I don't believe in torturing animals for fun. But animals are not on par with people. And I much rather, I much rather someone test a drug on a rat than test it on my mother. Now, if you can't see that, something's wrong with you. Period. End of story. End of story. If you'd rather a drug be tested on your mom than on a rat, you got a big problem. So many of the, the things that are necessary, they skipped over. And you have all these politicians now want, and these businesses want to make it mandatory that you can't basically function in society. You can't come to work unless you get this new vaccine. Then what's so crazy that it manipulates your RNA. So typically vaccines are, when they give a vaccine, they give you a small dose of the disease so your body builds antibodies to it okay that's the goal it's like giving you the disease in a controlled setting well with the, the rna vaccine the goal is that your body will code new proteins to fight the disease okay and so your rna the way it is your dna is like your code your your personal code it's a like computer code right it's your personal code very unique to you 
And so RNA's job is it functions like a messenger. And so it copies the information from the DNA, leaves out the nucleus to go and grab new amino acids to create new proteins. So with an RNA vaccine, your RNA is manipulated. That way the new proteins that are coded will be COVID resistant. You understand what I mean? Now, if my RNA gets manipulated and there's some kind of faulty, some kind of side effect, that means I could be coding bad or deformed proteins. Like the reason why we age is because the quality of proteins that are being coded are not the same quality. So say when you're, if you take a picture of somebody when they're 25 and 55, the reason why they look so different is because as they get older, the quality of proteins that are coded diminish over time. You understand what I mean? So if you're starting to code new proteins and they're faulty because they've been manipulated, then you're going to have all kinds of health problems. And it's like, we don't have any right to ask these questions. The experts said it. The, the technocrats said it. They said it. You do it. You shut up. You don't ask questions. If you ask questions, it means because you hate people. You want to die. You're anti-science. I mean, folks, that, that's what's happening. As I said in the past, America will never be Marxist, but we are being taken over by technocrats. And technocrats are, and these technocrats are, are Marxist leaning. All technocrats aren't necessarily Marxist, but technocracy, with the ones in this case, they are Marxist leaning because they, they, they believe in authoritarianism, which means they believe that they should have unfettered control over human beings' lives. Since they are the experts, since they know, it's scientism. That is, it's scientism is, is another branch of technocracy. That we have, we are the experts. We know what we're doing. You do what we say. Just like if you sit there and say, men can't be women. That's hate speech. See, these people are technocrats too. You, we are the experts. We have the science behind us. See, and that's where they get their authority from. It's from their technical expertise. So they say, oh, well, the science say this, and doctors say this, and researchers say this. Therefore, you don't have the right to question me. Because the experts said, we can see so many areas in society where the experts say this. I mean, how many times have you watched your weekly news broadcast? Nightly, not weekly, your nightly news broadcast. And you've heard this phrase. Experts say, experts say, I've, and I've mentioned this story a bunch of times by Dr. Henry Cotton. Dr. Henry Cotton was an expert. He was a uh, head of the, of, 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 in New Jersey, um, Trenton, Trenton, New Jersey Hospital, Trenton, New Jersey. He was the head of this particular hospital and he was a psychiatrist. And he believed that bacteria in the teeth cause mental illness. And so, <coughs> so he began to pull people's teeth out their mouths. He's an expert. How many people lost their teeth? And, his, and from what I recall, his sons committed suicide. He did it to his own son. He didn't pull out his teeth. Right over us. You see what I mean? How, how long did doctors prescribe cocaine and heroin? How many doctors told women to dush with Lysol? Remember when we told fat were bad? Fat is bad. Fat is bad. Now we've turned out fat is good. Sugar is the problem. You need fat to metabolize protein. You need protein to metabolize sugar. How many people have to now find it? Oh, well, anti-cholesterol medication might be linked to causing Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's is called type 3 uh, diabetes. Diabetes of the brain. And if you lower in fat, because these drugs aren't smart. Drugs aren't smart. They just lower fat levels. Well, if you lower my fat too much, because there's healthy fats and there's healthy cholesterol. If you lower all of my cholesterol, I mean, I'm not metabolizing protein. I mean, I'm going to have sugar spikes. All kind of stuff. You need fat. Your brain is fat. 
How, how many times the doctors used to tell people to smoke? Smoking cigarettes, okay. Pregnant women smoking. Again, over the years, over the years, we've seen this over and over and over and over and over again. Women with IUDs, put copper IUDs, all kind of stuff. All these different birth control. Because I'm not personally opposed to birth control. I know some people are. I believe as long as it's a married couple and they want to minimize how many, many children they have, I don't see anything wrong with that. This is my personal opinion. I, and I don't, I believe that it, depending on life and society, you know, if I'm poor, I don't need to, you know, I might be married, but I don't need to keep having 10, 12 kids. That's just my opinion. Um, but I digress. I don't want to get off into that. But that's not what's happened in our society. You have these people coming out with these birth control medication. And <laughs> it's, it's causing health problems. We've seen it over and over. The experts say, we see Dr. Spock or these people with this new thing cry it out. Don't, don't, don't punish the kid. Oh, let them cry it out. Let them scream unfettered. Let them do this. Let these experts. Oh, experts say this. Experts say this. Experts said homeschooling is bad. I remember hearing some people, experts on TV said vitamin E is bad. Experts say this. Experts say that. Experts. And so people are running around like chicken with their heads cut off trying to keep up with the experts. But then the experts disagree with other experts. One expert says this. Another expert disagrees. So which expert do you trust? How about none of them? How about you trust your common sense? You listen to what each person has to say, and then you evaluate it and decide whether or not it makes sense. That's the nature of our society. America is a constitutional republic. The reason why are we the people make these decisions, not a series of experts. Now, if we want to elect experts to a certain position to make decisions, that's fine. The people have chosen who they are being governed by. But what's happening in America, Dr. Fauci has been made king and whatever he says, people take it as gold because he's an expert and we don't question him. That's completely insane. And we know what happened with hydroxychloroquine. As I talked about it before, I had two personal friends who had COVID and they took hydroxychloroquine and it saved their lives. But guess what? They have connections to doctors who can get it for them. What about Karen Rep. Winston? If you live in Michigan. Pastor A.R. Bernard out of New York, he took hydroxychloroquine. So these are four people I'm aware of, two I know personally, who took hydroxychloroquine and it saved their lives. And you got doctors on TV, oh, oh, it's unproven. Anything, and this is how, this is wrong with the public. Y'all got to listen. Listen critically. When they say, oh, it's unproven. If I don't test something, it always remains unproven. I can hear something and refuse to test it, and now that way I can keep screaming out it's unproven. Yes, unproven in that regard. So it hasn't been a clinical trial to test specifically hydroxychloroquine, specifically with COVID. But somebody figured it out and it works. And I and I find it very curious that in area, because it's, it's a malaria medicine. I find it very curious that people who live in these climates with high rates of malaria seem not to be struggling with COVID. And these are the same people that's taking hydroxychloroquine. So, so it means stuff like that. It, we don't question that. We, we, we want the vaccine. It's, I think the stuff that's happening in our world is so crazy that people can't accept it because it's so crazy. You like, Dr. Fauci wouldn't lie. Look how much power has been given to the government from the COVID situation. I'm not even get off into their their lust their lust like hatred for President Trump. I'm not even gonna get off into that this episode. I'm not even going there because y'all are totally not ready for that conversation. 
Y'all still doing um, basic ba basic math, one plus one. You can't even see over your toes to realize that Dr. Fauci is horrible. He's a horrible person. The darkest days are ahead of us. Why? Why? And then on top of it all, there was a, a study done in Spain that they found that 80% of people who had horrible side effects, who had struggled mightily with COVID, they had, they were, uh, uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm losing train, my train of thought. They had, um, they were, uh, they were like, they, they had insufficient amount of vitamin D. I can't, they were like really heavily de depleted in vitamin D. And, and so the thing about it is, okay, if they're heavily depleted in vitamin D and all, all the people who struggle with COVID, only 6% had um, sufficient amounts of vitamin D, that also make makes sense why people who closer to the equator didn't struggle as much because they have they get a lot of vitamin D, even though they can, tend to be darker skinned people. Which, as we know, and that was another thing in certain areas, like in Michigan, they're like, oh well, you know, why are all the black community why are they suffering so much? Well, it's a known fact that especially for if you're a darker skinned person, that's just black people. But if you're like Indian or whatever, if you have a darker skin, you and you live in a northern climate like I live in Michigan, you need to take vitamin D because the melanin in your skin blocks you from getting a, a sufficient amount of vitamin D. And then to couple it with, especially in the wintertime, people aren't going outside and it's less sunlight and you already diminishing vitamin D. It makes sense that if vitamin D is connected to people struggling with COVID, it makes sense that a population who already struggles with vitamin D because we're living in cold climates, because we're, we're low sun, it makes sense that more of this population is going to struggle with COVID. And the same population has a higher percentage of comorbidities. So, I mean, this kind of stuff is just, is these, why isn't Fauci talking about this? Oh, no, he'd rather go push a, a vaccine, him and Bill Gates. They'd rather go push an experimental vaccine. You want to tell me that guy has to be trusted? Because he is an expert. And, and that's the problem. We have this notion that somehow scientists are good people. Scientists are just like everybody else. Some good, some bad. Some good, some bad. Some are honest. Well-meaning, they try hard, they want to help the public, and some are a bunch of liars. Some are a bunch of criminals, liars, and thieves, and they need to be thrown in prison. You have to understand the way science, how they get their money and power. See, they go out and they can push politicians to, to enact certain policies. Or they can push politicians like this This COVID bill. This thing was disgusting. I don't care what your political leanings are. We need to go. We need to revolt. This is horrible. This is horrible. Money for, for a, the worst one I heard was drunk rats getting sprayed with bobcat pee. I mean, why? Why? I mean, there's some kind of money laundering going on. I, we got to figure out who's getting the kickback from all this stuff. That's one thing. But also, if you just do with science, the way it works is, is that if I'm a scientist, I go to a congressman. I, I'm an expert in this field. I'm in global warming, too. I'm an expert. I, and just so you guys know, Bill Gates' reason for wanting to lower the human population by 10 to 15 percent is to fight global warming. To me, that's why I, global warming is a complete scam. And I don't care. You can get, I am so upset. How could you? Scientists are telling us. Okay, well, these same scientists are calling for the human population to be lowered by 10 to 15 percent. So you go start with yourself and your family. Don't come at me with that because the stuff they're proposing to do in response is egregious. That's the problem. It, it, their solution is always something wicked. Why, why do we have lower the human population to fight global warming? I know it's coming. I don't need a technical degree to understand that. Okay, when you say it's heightened CO2 levels, hmm, what do we breathe out? CO2? Hmm. So if you really want to lower CO2, what is the one thing? And then, too, the more we work and the more we do, we produce higher levels of CO2. So... Hmm, let's get rid of people so we hmm, lower CO2. 
And that's exactly what he called for in the video. I mean, you saw the video. I ain't, I'm not just saying this stuff. But people are just so unable, they're just so incapable of, of just Bill Gates would never do something like that. What is, why do y'all think he's such a good person? Because he got a lot of money? <sighs> anyway, so the way science works, these scientists, they go to politicians or they work for these universities and they complain that there's a problem and that way they justify getting a bunch of money. And so they have to keep perpetuating the problem in order to justify the millions of dollars in grant money that they get from the government or from the school or what have you. That's how they make their living. Then, how they get their power is by the same way. Oh, so-and-so, just like with Darwinian evolution, you know how much money and power has been given off of that faulty theory? But people's, how their whole, I mean, think of somebody like Richard Dawkins. He's an evolutionary zoologist or whatever. Evolutionary zoologist, I think it's zoologist or biologist. He's made millions off of peddling that crummy theory. So his money, his power is gone. Once that theory gets, it's, it's been exposed, but there's just gatekeepers who are keeping that information out from the public. Because it's an industry, it's a racket. These are scientists. Bill Nye, a science guy. He's a mechanical engineer. But he's peddling their bullcrap. And this is what people need to understand. And these are the same people, like you have Richard Dawkins are, talking about eating people. We could eat clean human meat. And you know it's going to be a whole lot of folks sitting there eating human meat. Because they're going to sit here and say, oh, the experts said, the experts said, that's the danger of technocracy. And this is why, this is why people always compare or, or draw uh, a correlation between technocracy and Marxism because they're both very authoritarian. And they believe that they should make all the decisions for everybody. They should control all the resources. They control everything. And then the experts decide who gets what. And they are their own little ruling class where they can do whatever they want to do. Because as we've seen the images of various governors, no mask, no social distancing. And at Gavin Newsom with the little dinner he was having, the people he was with were also in the science field themselves. These were like doctors and heads of medical centers themselves. The same people telling us to stay away, don't visit your family. They called Dr. Deborah Burks visiting her family, her parents, saying my parents were depressed and you think you're the only person with a sad family, Dr. Bricks, Burks, whatever your name is? Ma'am, you're not the only person with sad family. You're not the only person. Oh, and, and while I was reading an article about the suicide rate amongst the elderly. Because they're alone and they're sad and they're away from their families. And the families are staying away from them because they're so worried of giving them COVID when there's other solutions and they're out there the way people shouldn't have to die. A lot of these officials need to be in prison. They need to be straight up in prison by concealing this information from the American people. And they out having a good time, eating and drinking with their family and friends, but want to tell you to stay locked up in the house. It's the rules, people. It's all a ruse. And these scientists, they maintain their power. They get their glory. They get their money off of peddling fear and bad theories. And we don't have the right to question the orthodoxy. You are a heretic. You don't question experts. And so they're given unilateral power to make decisions. And the politicians... Go along with what they say because the news media, who are news media, are the biggest propagandists. Oh my God, these people are the, they are the, they are complete traitors. They need to be tried for treason, these media outlets. They do. Complete treasonous. It's treason what they do because they purposely go out their way to misinform the American people on behalf of these technocrats. That's exactly what they do. That's exactly what they do. They don't inform the American people the truth about anything anymore. And so they misinform the American people on behalf of the technocrats. And so the American people, based on what they hear in the news media and what the technocrats say, they clamor and tell the politicians, give us more, give us 
abuse. They beg for the abuse. Now, you already got some politicians like Gretchen Whitmer who is enjoying me. She's a petty tyrant. She's got Dana Nestle who's just a garbage human being. Jocelyn Benson is another crook. The media is covered up for these people. Dana Nestle, I'm switching topics really quick, is threatening to pull the law, the pull law licenses from lawyers who challenge the election results. Make that make sense. But the media covers for her because she's a woman and whatever. I'm not going to go there. Because she's a woman, so she can, and she's a Democrat, and they're nice people. Because if you're female and Democrat, you're nice, you know, you're a good person. Oh, they're nice people, you know? Showed us that Dr. Whatever, Sanjay Gupta, and all them, they say, well, they told us. They're experts. They're doctors. They know. You think they got a pure heart? Well, what, tell me, what scripture are you standing on where doctors and scientists have pure hearts? Last time I checked, they're still human beings, prone to the same wickedness that we see preachers. How many ministers of gospel we seen let us down? So no human being, no matter their profession, no matter how nice they smile, how friendly they talk, their gender, any other qualification adjective you want to throw in the mix, my friend, no matter they are human beings and prone to the same faultiness and corruption as everybody else. All right. Thank you for tuning in to It's Solid Food. You can check me out on all major podcast platforms. Again, I would never not see you guys for so long. Have a one woman show. Ugh. So when my computer goes down, there's nothing I could do. Even though I have been told that I should maybe use my cell phone to record content, I guess I could try that. That might work. But nevertheless, thank you for tuning in to the Solid Food. As I said, you can check me out on all major podcast platforms um, Facebook and YouTube at the Christina Caramo Project. Also, Instagram, Caramo the Great. And remember, remember, remember. Be brave, be bold, because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told to tell.